man, do we got a lot to get into. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Did you win any money? Did you cash any bets? Straight cash, homie. The Eagles, what? Okay. Travis Fogham looks like he sounds like, I should say, not looks like. When you hear Travis Fogham, what do you think of? Sounds like he should be up in, like, Martha's Vineyard with Sperry Boat Shoes. No offense, Trav, because finally a wide receiver made a play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Finally. The Rock. No. John McMullen at 1030. He's going to give us all the latest on the Philadelphia Eagles. Big win. First place, baby. Super Bowl. Here we go. Oh, man. Enough of my nonsense, though. 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. And it's a Prop Swap Monday, baby. We're always live in the Prop Swap headquarters inside Prop Swap Studios. And if you don't know what Prop Swap is, shame on you. And we discussed it last week, and I discussed it every day besides Monday night. But every Monday night, I have a co host. Co founder turns into co host. Luke Pergande. Luke, why don't you introduce yourself to the world, to the millions that are listening? What's up, everyone? Southern New Jersey. <laughs> That's right. We have a big demographic in Hong Kong. I don't know what it is, Luke. I guess you know some people out there, but welcome, Hong Kong. And <laughs> Luke gave me, you know, a list of topics, uh, as he always will, you know, getting ready for our Monday night show as he co-hosts with me. So I say, Luke, like, what's going on in Prop Swap? And there's a lot. So we're going to get into all of that. I mean, we'll we'll recap NFL Week 4, and Luke, before you and I just get into some trends and popular items that are buying and selling on PropSwap, what what were your thoughts on NFL Week 4? What was the biggest takeaway for you or the game that you were like, oh, snap? I mean, the Browns, Cowboys, that was a good one. Yeah, Browns, Cowboys was good. I think the NFC East continues to, to disappoint. <laughs> um, but uh, the Birds, man, the Birds pulled it out. They are alive. They would have went 0-3-1. Uh, that's, that's a real, real deep hole to get out of yeah um, so one two and one baby yeah one uh, two and one the win column winning streak starts today <laughs> meanwhile pittsburgh is next and baltimore thereafter so yep so the nfc east continues to disappoint or continues to impress um if you're an eagles fan i mean that's what i've been saying this luke before the eagles got their first win it's like i almost i want consequences for their poor play and they haven't gotten any. Right. Now, now they're looking at first place in the division, even though they've just played extremely poorly in the first uh, three of four. Exactly. Um, so I talked about a lot on Friday's show how the overs have been hitting at over like a 62% clip. I think it was 30 and 19 heading into NFL week four. Um, the points are up over five points a game on average heading into week four. So betters are cashing in on the totals is that something that you looked at just as a better yourself forget prop swap and you can tie that in if you want but do do you feel like that's a trend that can continue with the no fans and everything else yeah yeah i I saw an interesting quote before the season started it seemed like the whole offseason everyone was calling for no points because the offenses were gonna make mistakes right and there was an interesting counterpoint to that and the counterpoint is if you make a mistake on offense, it doesn't result in any points. But if you make a mistake on defense, that's a touchdown. Yeah. And 
I think that's coming true. I think there's just been a lot of mistakes made on defense so far, and offenses have made them pay. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's that's why you're seeing so many points, is that there was a truncated offseason. Um, defensive coordinators have just not had time to study as much film. Um, you know, we have a lot of backups going on. CJ CJ Beathard last night looked like he was uh, at the Hall of Famer in the you know two or three drives that he had. He looked incredible. Yeah. That's why? Why Shanahan isn't going with him to start? He had a pretty good career at Iowa. I remember watching him in the Big Ten play. Me too. He's he's not bad. I could I could can play. So, uh, point being, you know, I think there's uh, there's going to be a lot more points scored. I don't I don't see that trend reversing. Yeah, neither do I. So you know, we'll we'll get into some of the trends from week four, some of the trends, big picture, now that, you know, we have two NFL games tonight and obviously the COVID and Cam Newton out uh, as Green Bay right now, the other game, the the actual scheduled game, 13-3, to the Falcons have the ball uh, at the two-minute warning first half. And it's a final if you watch the Chiefs and the Patriots as they went off a little bit earlier this evening. And it was a closer game, low-scoring game, 26-10. to 10. Kansas City wins as the Patriots, before tip-off, were all the way up to 12, 12-and-a-half-point 12 dogs. So not really a surprise there. But as far as it ties into prop swap, the Chiefs, they're the hot ticket everywhere, but especially still with prop swap, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- continue to not be able to keep a Chiefs ticket on the shelf. Um, and we got quite an interesting one that Darren Ravel tweeted out. This guy had a huge parlay that he's now posted for sale on PropSlob. He bet $400 on the Atlanta Braves to win the NL East. That, of course, cashed the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup. That, of course, cashed while we were on the show last Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, now he needs the Seattle Storm to win the WNBA Finals. This is the first WNBA Finals bet ever sold on PropSwap, ever even listed wow. on PropSwap. So that, that's been fun. They are So that apparently is a, a five-game. I thought it was a seven-game. I looked it up this week. That's a five-game series of WNBA, and the Seattle Storm are up 2-0 on Las Vegas Aces. So that, that leg of the parlay looks as if it's a lock. And now he needs the Kansas City Chiefs. So... Uh, on that $400 bet amount, that ticket is now worth $38,000, and he's got it for sale on prop swap. Man, <laughs> that that's crazy. I mean, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. That's everyone's still the favorite, the pick that everyone's looking at. The Seahawks, they continue to impress, specifically Russell Wilson, as far as his odds for NFL MVP. Um do you have any tickets? I'm sure there's not many now on Prop Swap. Correct me if I'm wrong. Just with Russell Wilson, just because it has to fall under similar thought of the Chiefs, right? It's just such a hot ticket and hot commodity. Yeah, I mean, we sold we sold a sixteen hundred dollar ticket on Russell Wilson to win MVP, so that's that's a lot of money to drop on an MVP ticket. <laughs> um, you know, that happened in like week two, so. Um, you know, like we said last week, man, like, yeah. yes, Russell Wilson is the favorite to win that award, but, like, there is so much injury risk built in to in a, a, a ticket like that. Like, you have another 12 weeks to go, and if he misses one game, mm-hmm. if he misses two games, that ticket's dead. He will not win if he plays only 14 of 16 games. Yeah. And even if he plays 15 of 16, like, there is a chance that the, um, you know, analysts, the journalists who vote on that will not give it to him. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I if, if it was me, like, I'm selling that thing all day long. In week three or week two, if I can get $1,600, this guy's bet, like, 150 bucks. 
you can get sixteen hundred dollars for a Russell Wilson ticket and in the third week in, in September, I'll sell that thing all all day. Yeah, all day. And that's another thing that we'll talk about again uh, in more detail. But prop swap is essentially you no longer have to sit around and wait for your futures bet to actually hit. It's more of like a it, it is a stock market type of strategy buy low, sell high, or buy even high and sell higher. I mean, whatever the case may be. Kyler Murray a couple weeks ago, he was, oh, look at Kyler Murray, look at Arizona. Now all of a sudden, ah, those odds are dropping. He's lost a couple games in a row. you know. And on the flip side, Cam Newton, he was out tonight. I mean, you can buy an NFL MVP ticket tonight with the hopes and projections of that player increasing his odds over the next two to four weeks. And you flip it. It doesn't have to be all the way until the spring or whenever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you, you know, if, if we agree that it's a quarterback award, which these days, like, it would take quite yeah. an upset for a running back or a receiver to win NFL MVP. If you agree it's a quarterback's award, then, you know, maybe Tom Brady can pull this off if he turns the Bucks season around, which he's doing fine. They, they only have one loss to New Orleans. The Bucks are, are, will be okay. Um, you know, if he has a good night on Thursday night against the Bears, right? Say Brady just shreds the Bears on Thursday night football, and you've got Brady's odds at fifty to one, and you can sell it at new odds at twenty to one. Like, you just tripled your money in seven days. Yeah, it's easy, <laughs> and it's it's a new way to bet on sports. That's what I like to say, at least, because we're all used to the traditional way, which is a great way to bet on sports, right? We all love it. We all love putting money on the Eagles on Sunday if you're an Eagles fan or insert any team. Uh, but now the futures market, I think, can have a different approach. And even, you know, Luke mentioned a big parlay that is in the works. You can flip parlays. You can do a lot of different things. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into the Miami Marlins. There's a ticket for sale on PropSwap. They just swept their first round best of three series. So those odds are crazy. Um, And a lot of other stuff going on in the sports betting world and how it relates to PropSwap. Live in the PropSwap studios, Luke and Ryan. I'm taking you to 1 a.m. Luke's hanging out with me up until 1130. We'll have John McMullen at 10.30 as well. But when we come back, Miami Marlins? What? What else is hot on Prop Swap NFL NBA Finals? Should you hedge the Lakers? Find out right here next. Don't go anywhere. The Fix. Don't miss out. Prop Swap has future tickets on Green Bay selling like crazy. Green Bay odds started at 40 to 1, and now they've shot down to 15 to 1. Smart gamblers have been buying and selling Green Bay on Prop Swap and are making a killing, and in just a few weeks. Also, right now, find Kyler Murray to win MVP tickets available on Prop Swap. He's red hot, and he has led Arizona to an amazing start. Hurry and get a piece of the action. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the Prop Swap app to learn how you can start making money. Prop Swap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The second level. Let's go! German lower league side SG Ripdorf Molzen 2 suffered a 37 to nothing defeat on Sunday after only fielding seven players in a bid to maintain social distancing against their opponents as they feared contracting the coronavirus. So, I, I don't know here. I mean, what about the seven guys who were thrown out there? Right? Is that just by lotto? How do you determine that? They threw seven guys out there on the pitch, and they got pounded into the ground 37 to nothing. The Clippers didn't even lose that bad. 
why wouldn't you just not play the match? Wouldn't that be the best thing to do? If you're going to take the L, you know you're not going to win with only seven guys out there anyway. So what, what statement are you making here? The second level with Aton Shander, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. On AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Delval Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Muehlbrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let Dell Val Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. Yep, you heard the man. You heard the man. That's Ryan. I'm Ryan. Luke's next to me. Live in the Prop Swap Studios, it's a Monday, recapping NFL Week 4 as the Packers and the Falcons are live. Packers lead 13-3. to Part of me felt like, Luke, before this game started, I was like, ah, maybe I'll take a flyer on the Falcons. I mean, their offense is Matt Ryan's elite, all right? He has weapons, just... Elite, eh? I mean, he, I think he has elite ability. You disagree? Uh, I would save elite for like three or four quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks would you call elite in the league? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Yep. And I think that's that's probably the tier, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think Lamar is a different version of elite. Like that run he had on Sunday where he just ran right up the middle and just housed it. Like that yeah. is so difficult to defend against. Because there is no other quarterback, maybe in the history of the game, certainly in the modern era of the last 40 years, where you must have a guy and maybe two guys guarding the quarterback up the middle. Like, he literally went between <laughs> the tackles and just housed it 40, you know, six yards to the to Pater. Um, that's, that's a nightmare for a defensive coordinator. It is a nightmare. But just to be the guy that criticizes him um... – he needs to improve his passing. No like doubt. it's almost like, no you know. And I'm not, I'm not fully that guy, but I am a little bit right now. It's like, all right, dude, you, it's great. You're in this offense that's unique, and the weapons are so dynamic. But zero and three now against the Kansas City Chiefs. You can't figure out a way to beat them, and maybe that's not the biggest criticism in the world because that is Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Super Bowl defending champs. But the playoff game last year too, he just. I'm not ready to put him in that tier with the other three guys I named, but he has that, clearly, the potential and the talent and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah so. that's, that's super fair. It's, his passing ability still needs a ton of improvement. Um, you know, just, just to 
this game planning though is just got to be <laughs> so so difficult. Yeah, guy. it has to be. I mean, it can't be any fun uh, when you have the Ravens on your schedule and you're trying to figure out how to slow him down. I don't I don't know if there's an answer, but the Chiefs. They figured it out. I don't know what that answer is. It's just really outscoring them, I think. But they've been able to keep him in the pocket and limit his abilities uh, a little bit. But, all right, so let's get back to some prop swap items and and things that are hot. And this is just in general in the sports uh, betting world anyway. I mean, you look at the Miami Marlins, and they win their series. And, And I said it before the postseason started, and this isn't anything crazy. But you had to feel like there was going to be some upsets going into this MLB postseason and maybe a little bit hard to predict, especially with best of three series in that first round. So uh, I know there was a crazy ticket post-it regarding the Marlins to come out of the NL on prop swap. So give us some info there. Yeah. Um, this this kid had to find a mistake line um, by Caesars Palace because <laughs> – I, this is the, one of the craziest odds I've ever seen. He got the Miami Marlins just to win the NL, not the World Series, at a thousand to one odds. When that, did he get those odds? It was. Do you uh, know? Yeah, it was right before everything started. It was during the pandemic. Oh wow! So, I thought it was going to be even before that. No. Wow. Um, and the highest I have seen any World Series ticket on the Marlins is four hundred to one. So, therefore, the highest that that wasn't a mistake, in my opinion, this was a mistake by Caesars, and he just caught it. Mm-hmm. The, the odds of the Marlins win the NL should be like 200 to 1, maybe even 100 to 1. Wow. And he got him at 1,000 to 1 odds. And so what did he buy that ticket for? He paid 50 bucks. He paid 50 bucks for 1,000 to 1, and now he's selling that on PropSwap for, for what exactly, if someone wants to go and, and grab that? Yeah, so if you use 10 to 1 odds, which is about what they are, to win the NL currently, he's selling it for five grand, so exactly market value. Um, someone can swoop in, and then the question becomes: so if you agree that the Marlins could do this, then that's a great price. And the second question becomes: would any sports book take a five thousand dollar wager currently on the Marlins to win the NL? Probably not. Yeah, you know, like you may have a good relationship with with the sports book managing director, like mm-hmm. he may take it from you, but. <laughs> A lot of books would not take a five thousand dollar wager on on the Marlins currently with you know two series to go. No, no way. I mean, that's sports books have limits on those types of bets, and you know, like Luke said, maybe if you know the guy and you're a frequent better, but that's that's a rare circumstance. We're not talking to you know the general public with that. So, is that something you would do, Luke? Like, do you Sell think my Marlins ticket? Yeah, or buy it right um, now. I would be a buyer of the Marlins. I think that they are for real. Um, I love, I don't know if you saw, they had like a slogan on their shirts mocking a Philadelphia Phillies writer. It was, uh, it's Ricky Batalico. So Ricky Bowe does the pre and post for NBC Sports Philly on TV, actually. And he's the one that said the bottom, you got to win the games against bottom feeders. Yes, yes. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Ricky Bowe's great. He's really entertaining, but he's, yeah, he doesn't hold, hold back anything. Um, and that's, that's great. Um, we got to take a quick break, but when we come back, Luke's still hanging with me. We have John McMullen in about 10 minutes, uh, and we got to get into some more prop swap items. We talked about NFL MVP last week. Where does Russell Wilson stand now? Where can you get the value on prop swap there? Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, NFL Super Bowl tickets, and recapping NFL Week 4, a crazy Week 4. 
Hope you cast your bets. Live in the Prop Swap Studios. We'll be right back. Don't miss out. PropSwap has future tickets on Green Bay selling like crazy. Green Bay odds started at 40 to 1, and now they've shot down to 15 to 1. Smart gamblers have been buying and selling Green Bay on PropSwap and are making a killing, and in just a few weeks. Also, right now, find Kyler Murray to win MVP tickets available on PropSwap. He's red hot, and he has led Arizona to an amazing start. Hurry and get a piece of the action. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app to learn how you can start making money. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Mulebrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. What would you do with an extra $284,783 in retirement? Sure, it sounds too good to be true, but that's how much you can save in taxes during your retirement with your IRA and 401k, thanks to the defensive tax planning strategies from Thrive Financial Services. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you have an IRA or 401k, learn how much money you can save with a free IRA and 401k analysis. This free analysis can be done over the phone or video conference. Call to schedule your free analysis now at 215 215- 987-2450. Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. 
Call David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services to get your free IRA and 401k analysis. Call 215-987-2450. That's 215-987-2450 for Thrive Financial Services. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. PropSwap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. Uh, You heard the man. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. What's happening? NFL Week 4 in the books, Monday night, and it's a busy Monday, as it always is, man. As it always is, Luke Bergande hanging out with me, founder of Prop Swap, co-hosting every Monday night here in the Prop Swap studios. And the Eagles, they get a win. And not only do they get a win, it's not overreaction Monday, it's victory Monday, and they're in first place. So book your parade plans, plan accordingly, because they're winning it all, baby. Wentz for MVP, here we go. John McMullen, your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, we told you we might be here. The Doug Peterson trademark win where everybody picked against the Eagles. That's where they tend to pull off the surprise. But, yeah, I mean, the larger picture of the NFC East uh, is just so, I mean, historically pathetic. The fact you, you know, think about it. The Eagles win for the first time in a month, win for the first time in 2020 in the calendar year. And they're in first place. So, you know, first, first, first. And that has more to do with the division than anything else. But I do think it's fair to say, hey, they're the front runners, man. <laughs> they get to win this division. And that's pretty sad and pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the NFC East for you. Uh, that's <laughs> That's what happens. I mean, listen, Dak Prescott – Three straight games over 450 passing yards. He eclipsed 500 passing yards on Sunday against the Browns. They lose. Uh, and Carson Wentz, John, let's let's start there because he's the first person that I attack when he looks bad and the Eagles lose. So here we go. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it on an even playing field for the kid. He gets a win, and there was something different about him. One thing that stuck out to me: uh, Jordan Mailata, I think, got like a big false start on a third and one and they it moved it to third and six and then they ended up having to punt and right after he got that false start Carson like went up to him patted him on the helmet he's like it's all good man like I need you we're, we're going and it was just how Carson was carrying himself last night I was like okay it seems like he has some confidence right now yeah I don't know if I'm gonna go that far I, I mean I, I think he played for the most part, a cleaner game. We've been talking about that uh, a lot. Uh, the one turnover, but even that was a tip football. So, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I, there were still issues as far as accuracy is concerned. The one, you know, you think about that angle route to Miles Sanders that was at his feet uh, probably would have went for. I don't know, 30 yards, and you never know what's Miles' explosiveness. He might have took it the distance. Uh, and that's the frustrating part for Carson Wentz because then you go later and he th- drops the ball in the bucket to Travis Fulgham uh, and a phenomenal throw. Uh, and, and you talk about the extending the play uh, and, and the Houdini plays. Um, 
that he's able to make. And that's the frustration is the lack of consistency. And I think that's what um, is keeping Carson away from getting back to that, you know, he's never going to be in the, the Patrick Mahomes level or, or the Aaron Rodgers level, two guys you're seeing tonight. But um, to be back in sort of that crux where I thought he was going to settle in as sort of right in that top ten on a good year, maybe eight, seven, eight. On a bad year, maybe 12, 13. I thought that was going to be his wheelhouse of where he was going to be in this league. To get back to that consistency, that's the key. And I don't think we're there yet. But, hey, to win a game with uh, without your top four receivers, the offensive line issues, uh, down 80% of your offensive line. Lane Johnson was out uh, for a while. It was unbelievable. Jordan Mailata starting his first game. But, you know, <laughs> and, and, and in a larger sense, hey, you could argue Jordan played better than Jason Peters. So you got to give credit to some of these guys. Uh, and, and Jordan would be at the top of that list. And Alex Singleton, another example of, of making a big play due to an injury to T.J. Edwards. That's been the Philadelphia Eagles, and it, it's hard to explain sometimes. Yeah, um, John, this is Luke Brigandi, Ryan's coach for the evening. I, I agree. I think, I think Carson's running ability was pretty solid last night. He had a nice scamper in the fourth, converted that third and long. Um, but yeah, like there was a there was a second and six in the fourth quarter that he had. I believe it was Miles Sanders across the middle. And he just yeah, that was the angle route. Yeah, that that would have went for a long way, and he just threw it at his feet. Yeah. And, and it, it, you know, it, it that's it, he's had accuracy issues this entire season, and everybody tries to stay away from it. I don't even understand why. I mean, clearly, when you have a throw on the go route for the touchdown, a perfect throw versus. That throw you mentioned to Miles, which is just awful, and is a layup, even though Doug Peterson would say there are no layups. But it, what does that say? It tells you the consistency is not there with, with the mechanics, with the footwork. That's why you can look like a, a, a million bucks on one throw and look like that on another throw. And I think that's what Carson is kind of fighting through. And Maybe it would do some good to actually admit, look, I'm having some issues and, and I got to work on it. And but you know they've gone a different route, and Godspeed to that. But I, you know, until you see consistency uh, at the game's most important position, I, I think you're going to continue to see frustration uh, with the fan base. Yeah, it's. Um... <laughs> He's never going to win unless he's holding up the Lombardi Trophy in, in this city, and that's fair or foul. But you, we talked about Travis Fulgham, and he's the new name now that the city has to learn. <laughs> <laughs> so, Greg Ward had a had a nice night too, and everyone knows him from the last four games, specifically last season. So talk about what you saw specifically from the weapons around Carson Wentz and um, what to expect moving forward, if anything. Yeah, I mean, there were no weapons, and that was the impressive part of, of Carson's performance. And I do think he added sort of, you know, San Francisco's had some trouble 
uh, with quarterbacks running the football. I think the Eagles were able to take advantage of that, um, and, and and he did a good job from that standpoint. But yeah, I mean, it, it was torture up and down the field. I mean, it was back to December of last year when it was 15 play drives, and it was you know just slowly, slowly make your way down the field. Uh, with the exception uh, of you mentioned the Fulgham throw and 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 that touchdown, and it, you know it's so interesting to me because Travis just got here on August twentieth. Um, <laughs> he he just got promoted and, and signed to the active roster on Saturday, the day before the game, and you know he's so young and he doesn't have a, enough sense to not have confidence. So he goes out there and he makes a play. He's six foot two. That's what he's supposed to do, make contested catches. And then you look at J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. He's got no confidence. And he's been beaten down to the point he doesn't even want to get on the field. And then I, I think it's ironic Travis came here, got number six. When he, he made the practice squad, he switched to number 13. Who did he take that from? Nelson Aguilar. He's kind of rebuilding his career in Las Vegas right now and doing some good things out there. Totally shattered his confidence here. This is a tough city to play in, and I I think you see it. uh, And and it's kind of amazing, and you saw it last year with Greg Ward and Boston Scott and Josh Perkins. They didn't have enough sense to not have confidence. I think you're seeing sort of the same thing uh, with a guy like Travis. and even Alex Singleton defensively, and as I said, and Jordan Mailata going out there to play, nobody expected anything from Jordan Mailata. The only thing expected was a disaster. So what does he have to lose? Just go out there and play. And he, and he was pretty good, to be honest, especially when it came to pass blocking. Yeah, he was. And I and give the kid credit, man. I mean, that's his – I think you tweeted this out or retweeted it, John. That wasn't his first NFL start. That was his first start. Yeah, I, yeah, his first start ever. Uh, never took uh, – never before he got here, obviously, he played rugby in Australia. Everybody knows the story. Uh, never took a rep. Never, never put on – I remember talking to him when he was a rookie. He didn't even know how to put on the helmet. He had to get used <laughs> to the helmet. Right. Because the helmets are so heavy. And you think about – Stuff as simple as that, and guys who play, obviously, throughout high school and college, I mean, it's second nature to them by the time they're trying to make a pro team. That's, you talk about square one, you talk about uh, projects, I mean, this was the greenest, this was the rawest project you could possibly have. And I've said on, on your show, Ryan, and, and shows we've done on other platforms, I've said it, from day one, this was always a three-year project from Jeff Stoutland's standpoint. This is year three. And even now, I mean, it got sped up because obviously the Eagles wanted Andre Dillard to be the left tackle. Uh, their safety net was Jason Peters, and that all falls apart. And I got to throw him into the deep end of the pool. And, hey, week one, it was, it was pretty good. He had some struggles. Uh, struggles with stunts, and, and you mentioned the false start. That that was a bad mistake. Now, week five is T.J. Watt, so 
I, I, I question whether if Nick Bosa was there, I think it would have been a disaster. Yeah. But, you know, Terry Hodgers, an NFL player, he's been a solid player. He's a veteran player. He's not great, but, you know, he, he held up pretty well. He did, and that's it's a positive. And, yeah, maybe if Bosa was lining up, it would be a disaster, and that would ruin his career. But, you know, in the NFL, and I think Collinsworth said something like this on the broadcast last night. He's like, it's the NFL. Your number gets called when it's least expected to be called, and then you end up being lined up, you know, across from someone who's also their number was just called, and you make a couple plays, and next thing you know, you're – you find a way to, to make it in the NFL. It, that's all it takes, and that's what this Eagles team has been doing, which which feels like now for years. Yeah, and 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 I mentioned that that that, that word confidence, and I, I don't think how people understand how much that can make a difference for players. And you've already seen it. I mentioned Nelson. If anybody's seen any any Raiders games, he's making catches down the field. Uh, he just looks so much more comfortable. I've always talked about how explosive he was. Getting separation was never his problem. This was just a tough city on him. And it doesn't have the greatest hands, and he just completely lost confidence. And I think you see the same thing going through J.J. Ortega-Whiteside's mind. And, it, it, you know, there's no question that J.J. has more talent than, than Travis Fulgham. No question. But one guy's out there just having fun, making plays, and the other guy's worried about everything. And it's just, it's become too big for him. Uh, and, and, you know, we have the uh, post-game press conference with Doug. We also get to talk to him on Mondays. And, and, you know, he was, he understands. I mean, they have to get Deshaun Jackson back. They have to get Alshon Jeffrey back. And that's the goal. And, and, and they don't want to be out there with Craig Ward and Travis and, and John Hightower. That's not a recipe for success. So they need the veterans back. They need Jalen Rager back. And, and even J.J. That's, that's the preference. Uh, can they get to that point? I'll, I'll say this, guys. They have time. because All they have to do is win this division. So, you know, just keep your head above water and go win the division in December, and then you sort of roll the dice and hopefully everybody's back and healthy for the playoffs. Talking with John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider. Follow him on Twitter at JFMcMullen, phillyvoice.com, Sports Illustrated at SI.com, extending the play every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. right here on AM 1490 sports betting radio john you and i talked a lot last week about the defense and can they win them a game can they at least turn the other team over and in a crucial spot um they they do just that and that was really the momentum shifter that the eagles have been waiting for all season long yeah they got three turnovers and that had been the issue they had not generated a turnover they were pretty solid from a statistical standpoint through the first three weeks, top 10 defense, as I mentioned, top 10 versus the run, top 10 versus the pass, uh, top 10 and third down defense, but they couldn't turn the football over. Uh, 32nd league and in, in, in turnover ratio going into that game, and all of a sudden, here they come. 
and two interceptions, the pick six by Singleton, the strip sack by Gravon LeBlanc. Um, and and those things tend to come in waves like that, and, and the dam kind of broke, and they finally got over the hop. And I think starts it always starts on a Jim Swartz defense with that defensive line, and they were really, really dominant. It's one of the best games Derek Barnett's ever played. Uh, and he made Trent Williams, who's typically a very good player, uh, look ordinary. And then on the other side, out of nowhere, Gennard Avery just dominated. Hmm. And I think he only had 16 snaps in the game, and he hit the quarterback five times. Uh, that's amazing, wow. uh, that kind of pass rush production. And he's the one who caused the interception, essentially. He was all over Nick Mullins when he threw the, the interception to, to Rodney McLeod. Also had a sack himself late in the game. Uh, got to C.J. Beathard as well. Um, I didn't see that coming. Uh, and I, I don't know if he can – I do know you can't, you can't count on that consistently. But that defensive line was just really, really good. Four games in, the Eagles' defense is number one in the NFL in sacks, number nine in yards allowed, number five in yards <laughs> per play allowed, and number five on third down. So maybe it's not as bad as it Fire seems. Jim Schwartz. <laughs> yeah. Fire Jim Schwartz. Someone always has to get fired in this town. All right. So I guess uh, he's By the, the way, I, you know, I want to throw out, because I got these people on Twitter, why don't you have Darius Slay covering George Kittle? That was the... <laughs> Did you see George Kittle uh, when Kayvon Wallace tried to tackle him? Yes. I mean, (laughs) could you imagine Darius Slay trying to tackle that guy? No, he would would be a nightmare. I mean, and I tweeted that out, and this isn't a knock on Ertz. It's just how special Kittle is. He wants the contact, and he dares you to try and hit him. And if you won't hit him, he'll hit you. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of – Rob Gronkowski and him from that perspective. I mean, he just dishes out punishment. He does. And it's it's pretty amazing uh, to watch. And actually, I think long-term it's going to hurt him because ultimately if you, you crave contact like he does in this league, you're going to get hurt. And he's coming off an injury, number one. But he was so dominant. He was the one player, obviously, uh, the Eagles couldn't deal with uh, – from a defensive perspective, but nobody can deal with it. And that's a, you know, and, and I always say that they want to blame Jim Swartz. And yeah, it, sometimes you, you have to realize the other guy's a superstar and tip your cap to him. He, he threw the kitchen sink at him. It was linebackers. It was safety. The, on the big, I think it was a 38, 39-yard reception. It was Corvon LeBlanc. It was a corner. He tried everything. And and, and I, I don't know. People are not watching the same game I am because they're, George does the same thing on George Kittle. He threw the kitchen sink at him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you gotta you have to remember you're playing against a guy that's pretty good at calling plays on offense. I mean, Kyle Shanahan and what he was able to do oh, to just great. get the ball into their hands. It was impressive. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, like, like say George Kittle is detached uh, from the line of scrimmage. And you can say, okay, it's third and eight, so let's put Slay on him. Well, what does Kyle Shanahan do? Puts him in motion. Then he goes in line. Then what are you going to do? 
Uh, he's going to run the football. You know, you're going to have George Kittle blocking Darius Slay. It's not as easy as people think it is. Thanks, so. Think it is. No. No, those people, uh, respectively, don't really know football. Um, they're just fans of watching it. So, I digress. The Eagles are now 1-3 and three against the spread on the year. And for whatever reason, John, they've had a lot of success playing in San Francisco. 8-2 and two against the spread and 7-3 and three straight up in their last 10 trips to San Fran. Yeah, there's a weird, uh, uh, you know, California stat when the Eagles go there is uh, large underdogs that tend to come out uh, victorious. And they did, you know, that, that game against the Rams. Remember, they were dead and buried, and everybody expected them to get trounced. And that was a another Doug Peterson trademark win. I, I think if you looked at Football Night in America, I think all seven people who picked the games pick the 49ers yep. uh, and I, I think everybody from Broad Street to Silicon Valley picked uh, San Francisco and that's <laughs> you kind of uh, know that's when the Eagles are going to show up and, and sometimes you start to wonder and, and, and say to yourself why, do you, why does this team, I think this is fair by the way, why does this team need to be pushed against the wall before showing up and and you know Doug has used that us versus them card time and time and time again and he mm-hmm. constantly does it it constantly works and I don't know why it works at this point I, I mean you would think the players would see through it <laughs> hey I mean keep going to it until the well is completely dry um, yeah, if it works it works exactly so the Eagles had odds of plus 275 to win the division prior to the Sunday slate of games, and then you add that disappointing loss for the Cowboys at home, um, and the Eagles win, obviously, which we've been discussing, and the Eagles now are all the way up to plus 110 to win the East, and Dallas now has moved down to minus 115. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I do think it's, Obviously, we're through the quarter mark of the season, so there's plenty of, of football uh, to be played. And I do think, and I've said this pretty consistently, it's going to come down to the two games uh, between the Eagles and Cowboys. And the Cowboys are very much like what I just said about the Eagles. Uh, obviously, it's not going well for them, but there is plenty of time to figure it out. They've obviously proven they can move the football. They can score on anybody. Uh, so I, you, you almost think it, it, it you can't play any worse defensively than they played to this point and you would think they would start getting incrementally better we talked a lot about no off season because covid 19 and and really so we're at you know we're through four weeks that's a typical preseason and now in theory um guys should be start guys should start improving uh, all over the league they should start kind of finding their way and I, I think the Cowboys are obviously not going to be great defensively but I don't know if they're going to be this historically bad and if they can kind of just turn into a forget about a, a top 10 but maybe even a top 20 defense they'll be able to outscore people so I, I'm not ready to say um, close the book on them uh, at this point because they are so dynamic offensively. Uh, but uh, it, it's 
both of these teams have a lot of holes, a lot of things to figure out. And the only reason um, you're confident in either of them is because they're in the division they're in, to be honest. Before I get your early week Monday night thoughts on the next game already, because that's what we do here, we immediately look ahead, but Lane Johnson and Doug Peterson did admit that that injury from, for Lane is going to linger a little while. Talk about Lane Johnson, what he's dealing with, and uh, your thoughts moving forward. Yeah, Lane admitted that before, and, and, and he's, he's been very honest about the injury, and he had uh, surgery in, in, in August late August, really, uh, and, and the fact that he's out there is, is pretty amazing to begin with. Uh, and he mentioned really dating back to week one. You remember he was questionable, uh, and it was iffy right up until game day in Washington, is he play or not? And, and he told me it, he didn't play because of the, the drive down there, and his ankle swelled up uh, on the drive down, and, and that's why he couldn't play. And he continues to have problems with swelling. Uh, I think that was the issue. Uh, didn't feel right early in the game uh, against the 49ers and got it loosened up and, and, and played pretty well in the second half. Uh, and it's going to be an issue probably uh, throughout the season. Um, but he does think it will get better uh, as he gets further away uh, from the surgery as far as the swelling goes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you got to be concerned because there's been so many. The, the Eagles have been devastated on the offensive line. That was supposed to be the strength uh, of their team offensively, and you've already lost Brandon Brooks. We mentioned Dillard, Isaac Samalas out with the knee injury. Lane is in and out of the lineup. Jason Peters is on IR now. I mean, that's pretty. <laughs> in an offensive line deficient league. It's actually pretty amazing what Jeff Stoutland's been able to cobble together. And I, I've talked about Nate Herbig a lot. He's been, you know, quiet. You don't notice Nate, and that's good because uh, he's he's been, you know, he's not great, but he's been solid. And, and now Jordan is thrown into the deep end of the pool, and he was, as I said, he was pretty good. Big test, though. You mentioned next week. T.J. Watt, man, it's one of the best edge rushers in this league. Yeah, that's going to be uh, a little bit scary. So, But, listen, the Eagles right now, at least on FanDuel, they're a seven-and-a-half-point dog. Uh, so another touchdown line there for the Eagles, at least as it stands tonight. I think that would maybe move up to like six or five-and-a-half as we get closer uh, to Sunday. But the Steelers now, they have a bye week and an extra week to prepare for the Eagles. And you look at what the Eagles have been able to do against the Steelers. They're 7-3 and three, both overall and against the spread against the Steelers in the last 10. Yeah, and also remember, and uh, I talked to Doug Peterson about this today, you know, road games aren't road games anymore. I mean, they just aren't. And... No fans or few fans, depending on what stadium you're in. You know, there's certain games you look on the schedule and say, okay, that's a really difficult place to play. And it's just not anymore. So, I, I mean, as long as you handle the logistics of the actual uh, trip out there, and, you know, San Francisco is obviously Santa Clara, much more difficult 
than than Pittsburgh. But in some ways, as I mentioned with the Washington trip, it might be more difficult for somebody like Lane Johnson uh, because of the swelling issues. So uh, there's always little things like that that you got to enter into the mix. But you see it all over the league. Uh, I mean, there is barely any home field advantage any longer. Uh, and and that's going to be the case, and that's helpful for the road team, always. Yeah, it is. And I, I saw an interesting article, and I talked about it on Friday's show a little bit, how um, – how that uh, the the no the no fans and the communication at the line is much easier, and you know the quarterback to adjust. And obviously, we're seeing Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers with silent counts. So that no noise, no fan factor has caused for an increase in in points uh, throughout the league. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I think that, and and also they're not calling holding penalties. I think those are mm-hmm. the two things that that have have really been the things you can point out as far as the spiking of scoring. And that's why I I defaulted to Green Bay as my Super Bowl favorites because Aaron Rodgers can use those hard counts on the road, and he's just killing people with it. Yeah, he's he's eating uh, opposing defenses up right now, and uh, they're, they're scary. So they're a team to watch for sure. But another thing to watch and listen to is right here, the Football Fix every night at 10.30 with our NFL Eagles insider, John McMullen. Follow him on Twitter at J.F. McMullen and all of his articles on phillyvoice.com and Sports Illustrated at si.com. And he extends the play every Saturday morning from 10 to 11. Johnny Mac, thank you as always, my friend. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And I don't throw the football on the ground like certain quarterbacks. (laughs) No, never on the ground. Always for first downs with John McMullen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man, we'll talk to you tomorrow night. Uh, There he is, John McMullen. Eagles win. It's our first Eagles win recap here on The Fix. And just like that, one hour down, two more to go, live in the Prop Swap studios as the Packers are up 20-9 to against the Atlanta Falcons with just over seven minutes to play. How about that,